Welcome, everybody, to uh, another episode of Stories from the Heart, our Just As Radio Network. Welcome, everybody. We're glad to be here once again. So, and of course, so here I am with uh, Libby. Oh, oh I'm repeat, and I've forgotten to do something about that. Sorry? One moment. Okay. Okay, that's that. Very nice little piece of music that I found on... Um, by a SoundCloud, I think it is, and no copyright, so that's very nice uh, to be able to share that. So, yeah, but welcome, everyone. Really glad to have you all here, yes, as yeah. always. And, um, uh, yeah, Libby, where are you? You're in uh, in the Halifax in the cold. Yeah, it's <laughs> minus seven with the wind chill here. <laughs> and that's far, that's um, centigrade, right? So that'll confuse me. Right. 
it's like minus 24, not minus 24, 24 or something like that. Um, yeah, something around, yeah, something around 23, 24, something like that, uh, Fahrenheit, for those that don't understand the sensible centigrade, as I would like to but say. You, my beloved sister, I understand you're melting, and what a journey you've had since we last spoke on. Right, yes, so a week ago I just arrived here in my lovely little home that I stay here uh, in Florida, on Florida, um, so yeah, I had just arrived in this place uh, a week ago and I've now been uh, here obviously a week and I've been working five days now with the horses. Well, the first day was no horses. The horses haven't shown up yet. I had to make their beds first the first day <laughs> and unload the uh, trailer that was, you know, with equipment. And uh, then horses showed up on Sunday morning and we uh, had to settle them all in of all Sunday and Monday really and then uh, yesterday and today we got them started with a little bit of exercise and stuff like that so it takes a while for everybody to get used to the whole new environment um, horses are very sensitive to new places so some of them the ones that have been here in the same barn last year very quickly were like oh yeah I know where I am now and they were okay but you know some of the others are sort of like very um kind of suspicious of what's going on and where they're at and all that sort of thing so it just takes a while to get them used to it and then of course they've been in in the northeast they've actually these ones have been in pennsylvania so they have uh, come from cold climate and now they've arrived in boiling hot so and yesterday was uh nearly wiped us all out it was really hot i think there was a high of 88 or something and uh which is uh you know 82 is 28 so it was probably 30 and uh it was uh, very 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 humid and that's what does us all in so yeah it's adjustment for me and adjustment for everyone and i'm back at work now which i haven't been working physically hard like this for a while so it takes especially in this heat and humidity it takes takes its uh, toll on me a little bit so i just have to come home and rest take it easy and uh go to bed and go to sleep and get up and start again but it's not good and yet look at you you rebound and you're your happy cheerful self you are amazing <laughs> thanks yeah i've got used to having to do what i've got to do and i've been so feel like i've so been lucky enough to be able to spend the summer in the way i have which has been beautiful with so many beautiful friends accommodating me and uh you know sharing their spaces with me and stuff like that so i feel very very uh fortunate to have been able to have such a beautiful time and now I'm going to work myself a little bit it's only like four and a half months and um, then go and start creating my heart song so that'll be a great adventure and that's the beauty of this is over like what I've done all my life there was never an end to it now there's an end to it I know it's only a few months and then I can stop again and and, you know if if it wasn't for the heat I I wouldn't really struggle at all it's just the humidity it's the humidity more than the heat so it's just a case of like you know learning to, to tolerate it so um yeah that's good do you want to jump in and say something right off or are you just uh as i coming in here oh there we go yeah they're muted now yeah that's okay so yeah um so you had a couple little things just to mention to the start of the show i just wanted to remind people that when we have a caller who's telling their story oops i see i just turned my volume down it's okay we can hear you okay good uh, when we have a caller talking, telling us their story, it's really nice if none of us interrupt, inter, 
checked with them until they've told the whole story. So just a heads up to keep our microphones muted unless they're speaking and to allow each of our callers to express themselves to their fullest if we can, like if they're running off and mm-hmm. back. But for the most part, it's so important that we get to tell our stories without interruption. So I would just remind us, I'd say almost everybody's really, really good at that, but sometimes yes. when we get excited, we need to get <laughs> a little bit of you know, table um, sure. love for each other and respect. So thank you. Absolutely. Great. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, we've had some really good stories coming through from our family and it's been great to, to hear. And we had a late night story last week. We did. Beautiful young man named Wonder 22. So if you're listening, Wonder 22, I don't see you here, but do call back in and share your story. That was very sweet. Yeah. And if anybody has a story they want to tell, mine, mine is still the same, surviving in Halifax. And barely, but I'm here, I've got shelter, and I'm a happy girl. Um, you have got an incredible task before, before you, and you're doing it. And does, do you have more of your story to tell before we call in anybody else? Um. Well, really, again, I suppose my story is pretty much the same. Nothing really new other than what I've just mentioned is getting used to getting back into, you know, I mean, I leave here at uh, 6.30 in the morning at the latest, actually 6.15 usually, and I don't get back till, well, almost five, really. So it's a pretty long day, Um, although I do choose to ride my bike. Uh, I do take my car some days. Um, which is kind of why some days so I was glad I had it yesterday actually because <laughs> it was so hot and I was glad to get home cool instead of like pouring with sweat even if I just ride gently home I'm still like really hot but yeah um, the the one thing I will you know add is that I've said this from like the last couple of years really basically and it's happening again now everyone I meet of really beautiful people you know even though they might be what we like to call asleep they are genuinely kind good people and everyone that i'm working around this you know we've got a little team um our end of the barn there's five of us and uh there's i think six of them the other end uh doing their you know business separate but you know we can interact and they're all nice people doing their job looking after horses nicely and it's very uh encouraging to see that there are so many genuinely nice people good people let's say uh even though there are a lot of people that we we hear about in the world doing things that aren't kind to others they they seem everybody seems to be kind everybody helps each other in fact yesterday we had a very busy day um two of our team were clipping horses and there also was um, a vet in and out of the barn interacting with Martha. And I was there kind of keeping everything else going and making sure the horses had food and water. It was towards the end of the day. And two, in fact, the rider from the other end and uh, one of her uh, co-workers came along with brooms and swept down my aisle where I would normally have had to get that job done pretty much on my own because the others were still clipping. 
And I thought that was really kind. They didn't have to do that. They just saw that, hey, we were under a bit of pressure and they came and gave us a hand. And that made a big difference to my afternoon. And that's the sort of people that we're around, is that people will say, hey, look, they need a hand. Let's go and give them a hand. And that's really nice. And we'd do the same for them, you know. And that's really nice. And again, I always say I can't stop but uh, stop saying how beautiful and kind the two people are that I, I live in their home. And they're the nicest people. And uh, we have the perfect relationship because, like, we, we have a little chat and then I get to go off and be a little uh, hermit in my little room on my own because I'm kind of worn out. But I have a nice chat with them for a while and they're just really nice. And But they accept that I don't want to sit and watch TV all night or anything with them. And that's really cool. They're just so perfectly accepting and I'm accepting what they're doing and the animals are awesome. And uh, yeah, I really love being here. So all in all, I'm very uh, happy and feel fortunate that everything, you know, is going nicely for me. So yeah. I'm away from home. Yeah. Well, at this point, you know, I haven't even got a home. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But, uh, yeah and um, there's lots of people around you know the area there's like the traffic's like crazy in the morning early and um i have my certain routes that i take I, when i go on my bike and i know uh where to where i can cross the traffic lights and not sit in the traffic queue for ages and all that sort of thing so it's quite fun actually uh interacting and kind of dodging the worst of all that stuff because it's like not my environment but having said that where i'm living it's a very quiet little neighborhood so you can the traffic is literally half a mile away from here but um we don't hear any of it and you know i don't have to go near it until i go out uh to go anywhere i need to go but uh yeah all in all it's 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 you know for florida it could be worse (laughs) yeah it could be (laughs) yeah so and you've been continuing to be creative yeah, I've been crocheting more socks. I've gone dancing again Saturday night. Mm, nice. Joined us, and we had such a good time dancing. And, and found out that the lead singer in this band is 83 years old. Wow, <laughs> awesome! He's still, cooking. He's still, he was just, you know, stood up for the first. Uh, it starts at eight and ends at eleven or ten thirty. This nice. Yeah. At the end, they give you tea sandwiches and stuff. It's really cute. You really get a better deal. It's five dollars to get in and two dollars for a fifty-fifty draw, and you get free food at the end, and you get to dance your heart out. And it costs a dollar for a bottle of water. So yeah, you know, $100 and you've had a great night out. <laughs> Brilliant! That sounds and great. You walk there. So it you really, walk. yeah. And um, um, my two friends were below the uh, uh, age, but. Uh, underagers are <laughs> supposed to be 55 and up and those two did not qualify but they were welcome anyway oh that was nice really when the lead singer is 83 and has been performing for 60 years yes out of the love is his, his heart and the other two uh, uh, musicians were in their mid to late 70s and they can cook and these older people are just doing the two-step and the country waltz and None of those dances were really my favorites, but you know, my feet don't know the difference. Once they hit the floor, they just just dance, dance, dance. Yeah, it really is fun to get out in a an environment that is not your typical bar environment. Mm, That's great, though. That it's it's a walk away and that you can go, yeah, and and enjoy the. And then I call 
qualify. I'm qualified to be a senior. Sam, <laughs> <laughs> did you make any progress on those lovely little booties you're making? Um, yes, I've been. Uh, I made another pair, and now I'm working on a new design. This is the only problem. Each time I make one, hey, I have to match it, obviously. And the creator in me, the designer, wants it. Well, what if I did this? And so I'm actually making one. I'm doing the one before, making it to look like that one, and then getting it. So um, I'm still working on getting a really easy for me to follow, created by me pattern. <laughs> but people are seeing things I've made over the years, and I'm now starting to like, I've got a, an order for a hat. And I don't know what to charge because so it can take a long time to do these things. That's the thing, isn't it? No. So a hat doesn't take that long, but it still takes me about two hours to make. Right. So, if you get something time. over the um, the cost of the materials, yeah. it's uh, it's something that you're making, you know, yeah. good exchange. Try to find a better exchange or, you know, something that works so that I get more wool because all I really want to do is sit and crochet. I realize that is my saving grace from mental anguish. And right. It's just like to crochet and... You can't not focus. Well, you can, but then you become unraveled or knotted. <laughs> so you, you have to just keep doing it. And so to me, I love to do mantra when I'm doing it. Oh, nice. Yes, and, I do. Um, I feel that the energy of that goes into what I'm creating. And I'm still doing old stock and, and trying to figure stuff out. Mm. But, you know, exchange it do what I can because it is really hard to live on $171 a month. I can't imagine how they expect anybody. I know. Um, so I'm grateful that I did have a little bit of that pension saved, but now it's it's reached the end. So I'm reaching my end going, oh God, where do I go from here? And I really don't want to go back into the deeper depths of the system. Mm, right. Um, right now I'm just playing on the edges. And That's right. I like the edges a lot better than Yes. Going full hog into social assistance. So, yeah, it's it's a dance. I'm hoping the paradigm changes between now and uh, January. <laughs> and that, or I do know how to teleport in case I will. <laughs> For sure. Yeah. yeah. Wow. Yeah. Interesting. And uh, another thing that crossed my mind to share with everyone is uh, I got a message from Cynthia. And she said, check out a book titled The Untethered Soul. The Journey Beyond Yourself by Michael Singer. So I, I did check that out in my few moments of not being completely worn out um, yesterday. And uh, I actually found it on Audible, which was handy because I did have a credit there. So I actually uh, downloaded it and I listened to the first few chapters uh, between on my way there this morning on the bike and on my way back. And it was very interesting because... Uh, it's questioning you like as to who are you? And he says, you know, most people are going to say, and they're going to use a name. Well, I am so-and-so, so-and-so. I think he used the, he used the um, example, and my name is Sally Smith. And then, you know, the, the author keeps asking more questions to whoever is supposed to be answering the um, questions. And eventually it, it makes people, whoever's reading this or listening to it, realize that you're not what the name, you're not the name, you know, because he asks it in, in very good, 
ways to make you oh yeah that's not who I am is it uh, and that was really really uh, interesting it's right at the beginning he's got that part so this is all about sort of like realizing if there's this voice in your head and it's not it's not you because you're hearing it and all that sort of thing so it's quite uh, quite an interesting book so if anybody is interested in it it might be worth a look and it, it did um, definitely the beginning was was quite good and it's uh, uh, it's the untethered soul the journey beyond yourself by michael singer so uh yeah it might be worth uh, anybody uh, or it would certainly be something to recommend to people who are trying to kind of work this sort of thing out because it's a good way of explaining that who are you and so you say i'm sally smith and so they ask well okay so here's the word here's the letters s a l l y s m i t h u and they put them out on a a piece of paper is this you then and that's immediately well no that's not me this is me so you know it was it was a very clever way to explain it i thought that was good so that i, I guess the rest of the book's going to be quite interesting so i just thought i would share that since you shared that with me talking of cynthia i know uh, most people listening are pretty short themselves but if anybody um could spare a few dollars that would be great i've got the link up on the um the show not last week the week before it's uh if you just scroll down on justiceradionetwork.net to the week before last all that stuff of hers is is posted up there so for anybody now or in the future that uh, might be able to spare just a, a little few that would help her a lot and she's certainly a being who has helped immeasurably um people so we all know that um but yeah so let's uh you know continue to do the best we can and where we are and what we've got and what's going on and be creative and uh joyous and uh, appreciative and acknowledging and all those things because those are those are the things that have really you know supported me the whole way through my journey and onwards to where i go i anytime i'm, I'm feeling like yesterday i was like worn out and I was like, but, you know, I'm all right. Like, I've got a lovely place to stay. I've got things to do. I've got, you know, people that are really cool around me. And all I need to do is rest and I'll be fine again. So it's really a case of recognising what we do have rather than going on about what we don't or whatever. One that came up for me today was um, I've been working with a friend who's going through a big depression. And uh, I had to remind him, um, are you smiling or frowning today? it's a choice yes and that was really helpful to him but it's helpful to me too when i start to go into that oh my god, oh my god. it's right frowning and you can change that and, yeah. and the moment you do everything changes again it's so true yeah i found myself a couple of times when i was struggling i was sweating all over and i'm sort of not frowning but sort of doing a sort of stressed face and i'm like i need to stop doing that if i smile and make it feel like it's all right i'm i'm enjoying this i'm i'm i quite enjoy being very hot and sweaty <laughs> i do i do really nice some people would love to be hot and sweaty at the moment just imagine living how living would love to be there right there with you yeah there you go yeah sweating all over pouring uh pouring everywhere <laughs> But luckily I'm gonna be drinking plenty of water so it keeps everything going. But yeah, yeah. But it's it's good to try and that and that's you know, every one of those reminders or those those, you know, things that are a good idea to do and when you notice like actually I think this man 
uh, in this book is is talking about like programs because he's talking about this this voice and it's going whenever whether whether you you kind of recognise it or not if you stop to listen it's there and it's always going you know did I did I put the garbage out oh and no, I forgot I'll do it later no but you know that, that's going on and on it's a continuous sort of thing and I think you know the difference is once you become a conscious that that's going on and whether your so-called thoughts are chosen or whether that's this thing that's just you know uh, going on in your head and I, I suppose they call it monkey chatter as well and um, that's what I've recognized from time to time that something's going on that chatter's going on and sort of like the worry starts and you're like wait stop this is just a program when you can recognize a program that's when you know you're becoming aware of what is going on within and he was talking about how you can't fix a problem from outside you have to fix it from inside so all of that sort of thing and all these reminders like that when you just gave then that's a really good one to smile when you're feeling uh, and you think hey if i smile i'll feel better and it's amazing how you do just changing those muscles on your face and like how, instead of like the eyes being kind of pushed in they open wider yeah, suddenly more light comes in. I suppose I don't know, but it, you you feel better straight away. Face relaxes in a different way when you smile. Yeah, you know, and it's, it's, it takes more muscles to frown than it does to smile. Yeah. Yes, indeed. Yeah. yeah. Body would break by laughing and smiling. Yeah. Wow, we got lots of callers on board here. Okay, yay! What do you mm-hmm. think, sister? Yeah. Well, if anyone's got something to share, I'm all ears. All right. So who wants to be first on board and? Jump on in. I'll I'll jump in. Yay! Hi. I've um, been reviewing a lot of things with myself over several, several weeks. And I discovered that, you know, through finding some things, that where we create our stories, we don't know where the narrative comes from. And you were mentioning about the monkey mind. And all my life, I've dipped in and out of the imagination. I've been known as a dreamer, and that's what I am. And um, the sad thing about it is that that's a bad word. It's, you know, the imagination. And um, the, the other thing to explain, and I'm just going to sort of go sideways here a little bit, was what actually doubly of that you know activated my my imagination back to my childhood imagination childlike if you like to say it like that is um once i realized i wasn't a legal name and that happened before i heard about the legal name but i i just realized i i couldn't quite deal with this identity of expectations and it was interrupting my narrative to my story with Gaia, the planetary, you know, being, like the, the one that births us, you know, whether people believe that or not, the one thing that they can hold true is that most people don't have their own narrative of creation. They don't have that creation with the you know super being of what we're all connected to is everybody still hearing me i just got an unstable hello 
Can anybody hear me? I, I need you to yes. come in because yes. a little bit. Okay. We can well, hear thank you. you. Okay. And uh, please jump in at any time because this is a story that I feel we can all relate to. And I bumped into, I've always been studying the mythologies in that because when you have an imagination, you can relate to them through the truth of the story. And you can tell which myths are just, you know, rambling. And the Gnostic story of the story of Gaia has been the most hidden stories of all. People have been killed for bringing it out when it was brought out to different uh, indigenous people and everything else. They were attacked. It has been, it has had the most brutal, brutal conflicts to suppress it of any mythology ever created, you know, by the human being's imagination. So that could tell you something. When I learned of that, and what's really coming into view right now, uh, as I talk to people, they don't know her narrative. Posting things on my site for people to pick up from uh, John Lamb Lash. The, the thing that's sort of taking over in me right now is that, first of all, you have to let go to what is controlling your imagination. The fantasies, the false hopes, and the expectations that other people are going to protect you in any form or any way. And we have to get a hold of our masculine part of being the shield, not the sword. Because if you look through mythology, the sword is always, when it's held in truth, is held by the feminine. Uh, did anybody notice? You know, <laughs> like, hey, you know, we've, we've got to take a look at that. And the shield was always held by the masculine. What we, we have here is, you know, a total peaceful thing that when we take a look at our, our world right now, we saw Standing Rock. And all it took was one, just one, to know who they were for that to work. What happened? Just one person. It only takes one. And within that group, they came to, they weren't protesting. They were doing ceremony with Gaia and, and praying to Gaia to, you know, they knew they'd accept whatever outcome, but, you know, this was, you know, and they were just following the narrative of what she was communicating to them because she's the one who does the corrections. But you have to do the work. And, you know, this is, this is part of the connection that most people have lost, you know, and, you know, the indigenous know, and we also have, you know, the Irish who were indigenous, you know, the Celts, you know, we don't think the white race has that connection because for some reason, like the imagination, the indigenous mythologies and the beautiful stories and the beauty of Gaia have been suppressed. And so we don't know how to connect to you know, it's, it's called, uh, um, Lash calls it uh, planetary tantra. Well, <laughs> to me is that in, you know, working with my imagination, I already knew about that. I just didn't know how to describe it to anyone. And actually, you're hearing the first effort to explain 
this type of connection. And what it is, is that, you know, uh, Lash said it as well, and I knew it long before, is I wrote a book called Math of the Mystics. It was part of the Math of Mystical Journeys. And it was totally honoring Gaia. <laughs> I couldn't stop. But there was another character in the book called Ulrich, who was <clears throat> represented the Arconian hack, the, the human virus known as MV. You know, and this is what rolled out. And I had written the story <clears throat> based on Gaia being this beautiful, beautiful woman. And this man of all seasons falling hopelessly in love with her. And um, he just sort of wanted to possess her. And the last time he ever saw her was when she said to him, Possession leads to obsession. You will have to find another way. And she vanished. And with all his money and power, he could never find her. And then he learned that longing, longing for the truth, longing for somebody is the greatest love because it lets you know that you loved and that you can love. That's the gift that guy gives you in the narration. So when you come up across something in your life that you wish to possess, remember that it will be taken from you so that you learn longing, to long for it in a, a joyous way. And the, the understanding and the beauty that in that longing, you realized how much you loved it. So anyway, I hope that was uh, an explanation that um, would anybody... At this point, I, I would like if anybody had any questions to um, basically this narrative that we can connect on to. And then she I love the longing, Steve. It, it, it really does describe, it's, <laughs> it's, I think, part of the process. No, I think I feel it's part of the process so many of us have gone through by yeah. having to let go of everything we once thought was important. And to see the longing for the people that were once in our lives, the, just the comforts that we once had, and to realize it's up to us to bring that comfort to Gaia, to each other. Uh, like, we long, I, I don't know, people long to get together every Wednesday, but I always look forward to getting together with Jolly and finding out how her weeks mm -hmm. And, and then to have all the different people who are part of this table call in and share their experience. So thank you, Steve. I, I love that, the longing of it. Yeah. Well, it's an art. Yeah. And, and, and the whole thing is when I talk about it, I get this sort of lump in my throat when I talk about longing because immediately when I say that word now, all the people who cross through my life, which is every living being, I know I will love them forever. I may not be seeing them. And like many of us who are involved in the no-name thing, there are people who shut you out of their life. But you love. You truly love them. Now, this isn't the kind of love that's like a sissy-like. It's the strength of Gaia is basically, I will not receive from you any form of possessing me. And this, is, this isn't a going into an area where 
one of the tools that we forgot, and this is going to shock some people, and you know, I, I'm, I would really love to hear some different perceptions of this, is that, you know, I hate. Did you know that? I hate, and I honestly admit to it. And that's when I know I'm done with something. Because if I go beyond hate, I will go into intolerance and I will do harm. That's what I know of me. Now, the word hate is very, very powerful, and it's been sort of removed, like, oh, you don't hate. No, I hate it when somebody takes my free will from me forcefully, but I will not use the same force because I hate it so much. I have no intolerance for it so much so that I will never do it myself. It's a confirmation. And I hope I can explain this well enough, but the thing is, is that I see a world that happened in my imagination as I walked through my childhood and into my adulthood that was such a contrast to this one that eventually I ended up to where I am right now to the point that I, I'm basically just sitting with my imagination for two weeks at a time sometimes. And I, I go out and I work like crazy because, well, people know my know me well enough and they know what I do and I make enough so that I can sit for another two weeks with my imagination with the narrative and it's becoming stronger and stronger and it I realize I'm so thankful for all the things that allowed me to create that got me through the, all the crazy things that uh, you know <laughs> where things aren't very creative you know like um, as you know some of you that I'm a mask maker I'm I'm, I, apparently from people's requests that I'm seeked out and I don't, I don't even let myself, people know where I am. They find me. I'm in the middle of the mountains here and they will find me and seek me out for the mask making thing. And then they get a story along with it. And the story of Guy is always the one that they get. That is about where do where does this come from? Where does this come from? I go well. I narrate with with Gaia, with creation. So that's and I know that when I hate something, it just means that I am done. I've had enough. And the question is, is how many of us know what is enough? Well, I know now. It's when I hate something to the point that I won't go on any tall. I won't tolerate it anymore because if I tolerate it, I am vulnerable. I am a human being. I may do harm. So I stop at that point as soon as I hear that word hate because it works for me and I'm just sharing that. It's a, that's why I can do no harm. I have no vengeance. And, you know, I had a year ago when I was kidnapped, I had the cruelest of things done to me in a, <laughs> in a like a horrendous way. And if it wasn't for my imagination, and my ability to know when I couldn't tolerate it anymore, not to the fact that I was willing, I didn't sign out. I had to call a judge Fallon before I did that. I already made my plan. But the whole thing is, is that, and then I became a, I, I, I turned myself in my play like imagination is that now I'm going to become a fraud, charge me. And they didn't. <laughs> and I dared them to. I wrote testimonies, you know, to say, I am guilty of fraud, blah, blah, blah. <laughs> I should be charged. Or, you know, 
I gave an option. And I realized that it was Gaia writing through me to say, hey, you know, like, you know, work with this and see where it goes. And it was scaring the crap out of me to show up in a courtroom because it was against, like, I wasn't going to show up, you know, like, because I was going there to plead guilty for fraud, not for the, the, the trumped-up charges they had. <laughs> and if I was going to get those, I, I, I asked them, and this came from the imagination. I said, well, ask them, you know, the script writing that I was doing with, with this co-creator, Creation Way, with, with Guy, and it was going, just ask the judge when you get in there, for written permission and watch his face. And it was, I was the witness to the whole thing, but I was also participating. And the thing is, is that I was learning that not to be too hard on myself because I signed out. I was, I was, well, I was going to go, I'll go for six months, but I realized I could do nothing in there when this imagination kicked in. And get out. <laughs> you can do more on the outside and then come back in if you want. And it was always just offered to me. It was just placed on the table. There was no enforcement to do to write the script and to play this story into what we call reality. And it was just, when I came home after the time after they threw me in jail and then pulled me out of jail and dismissed everything except the driving without a license charge, which I, I don't drive with a license. I don't drive with ID. I'm fine with that. And I came home and I had, because of the previous two weeks when I had been held, I had this horrendous head cold coming up because my immune system was very low. But I fell on the bed and I couldn't stop myself laughing because of the reaction of everybody around me when I carried out this narrative, this play, that Gaia, you know, the director, and me, one of, well, the actor in the play, compared our dialogues and came to this uniform, beautiful conclusion that caused me to split a gut and laughter so hard that I started to cry. You know, like this is, this is the life I live. This is an exciting life. Uh, mind you, it's hard for people around me because they can't take that much excitement, apparently. They just can't hang in there. <laughs> it's, it's like, what? And I've been told that. Steve, it'd be really fun to hang around with, but you come out with the most bizarre things. You do the most crazy things. And I don't want to end up in jail or, you know, somebody getting, you know, upset with me for hanging around with you. I'm fine. I'm fine with it. I have no problem with that. But the world of the imagination, when you align with this beautiful, beautiful feminine design, our creator, that's who she is, this narrative comes into you where you get to play with the co-creator in writing your story every day i wake up you know this is a crazy place you know like i i live as a fugitive it's sort of like <laughs> there's a killer <laughs> there. you've got to find for the authorities find you you know can anybody relate to that feeling like it's even driving down the and it's a moment and I'm like, oh, oh, I drive with no license. I, you know, I'm in my vehicle. Everybody will call me an idiot if I get stopped again. Oh, well, what the heck? And then, then it comes and goes, hey, I, 
we're working together, aren't we? Where are you going? And I'm going, fear. Yeah, yeah. We always lose each other there, don't we? Yeah. So can anybody sort of add to this? Because this is this has been exciting for me to, to share. And I, uh, I just, I hope I, I um, presented it, you know, in a good way. You were very so. Anybody out there? And I Olivia, others. Well, I'll let, oh, we're both about to jump mm-hmm. in. We wanted to let you finish because <laughs> you tell such a good way. Your story is a great story, and I believe everybody at this table has felt like the the criminal, the 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 one that people look at and say, "Oh my God, something's going to happen to you for sure," because of the choices we've made. But when they still see us still alive. Now, some of us may or may not be the most representative of, of, of wealth, but joy, there is plenty of joy. And how one can be joyful when one has not very much is the secret to having a great life. Um, and so you're saying that you're feeling like an alien or the, the, the killer in the block. It's people's projections of what we're doing. They're too scared to look at this information. But isn't it great that you um, asked, told them that you were guilty of committing fraud by using the name? It's so perfect. I mean, what a, a perfect co-creation. Perfect. Yeah, she was right there with you, wasn't she? Let's have a well, real mood. Well, the thing is, it's like sitting with a director and being the actor. And um, I know this. Because I, I wrote two plays, and one was called The Dysfunctional Cafe, Are We Humans, Are We Puppets? Uh, mm-hmm. It played about eight years ago, and I, I did it for a fundraising. Uh, some people call it fundraisers. Um, and then because of that, it was hilarious the way it went about, because I sat with the actors and I said, I have the narrative to the story. <clears throat> what I want to do is sit with you and write your own scripts. Are you going do you want to do that? And these were all amateurs and everything else. And um, there was actually a playwright in the audience when we played it. And it, it did. We got more people than I thought we would. It was the the things that happened all the way through were amazing. While I was doing the play, <laughs> the uh, Revenue Canada was after me, and uh, and I was dealing with the play and everything else. And it, it was sort of like. If I meant to write this or if I meant to be pulled away someplace, oh, so, but I'm going to try and write this. And while I was writing the play and as it got played, that faded to the background. It went away. I just wrote one letter to them and said, nah, I don't want to deal with you right now. I'm busy. <laughs> and uh, like basically I told them to fuck off in a nice way. <laughs> Go away. And they did. And I got this, this open space to do this play, I went, oh, what a relief. You know when you have these pressures on you? And it's where, you know, like, oh, my God, I'm going to lose my job. And the income tax is after me and everything else. And you're, you want to do something creative. And I and you go, yeah, no, I want that instead. And all of a sudden, Christian clears the space for you. It goes away. And have you ever noticed that feeling when something that threatening you goes away? All of a sudden... You, you're like a kid, you're like you're, you're running, you know, away from the schoolhouse, <laughs> school's <laughs> over, and um, you've got this time, but you know something's going to come back, it's temper, right? 
but you got this time. You're going to live the day. And so I became a playwright because I have the right to play. And <laughs> the thing was crazy. It was, it was so exciting. And then I got criticized for being a showman and everything else. I'm, I'm basically, I've been called uh, a floozy, which I am. Because in my, my interpretation of Floozy is a, a friendly person. I, 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 I'm not here to kill. <laughs> I'm here to make friends. So I'll, I'll, I'll flute with you. I'll, I'll play with you. Like, you guys, I, I make up my words all the time, too. I, I know that. Why don't you? It's more fun. So if you think of Floozy as, you know, me, uh, I can agree with you, but we need to compare our narratives to see what the word really means. You know, like Guy said, you know, in, in my writing sometimes, I, you know, I call myself a dysfunctional human in training, which actually the acronym is DIT. Okay, I'm fine with that. Can anybody do any better in self-description? You know, show me something. I want to laugh. I want to I play. I, you know, I, I don't want to, you know, be in constant conflict with you because you think I'm, you know, indifferent to you. It's just differentiation. Don't you know the difference? You know, they, these are people used to talk in rhymes with each other. They used to adore communication. And this is the one thing that I really, really need to work on. And I would love to work on, you know, when people can put these stupid defenses down is rhyming with them and, and improving our communication so that we understand each other. And the reason that it is the way it is, well, it's pretty easy to figure out, is the narrative has been taken over by something that has very defined rules of communication. So this is another thing that you're giving up is chance to have the imagination it's 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 the legal name thing doesn't mean that you have to be you know a hardliner with it in fact it means the opposite to me it means the fact now i can line up i don't have to defend an identity i don't have to do any of that i just have to be me in this narrative so it's either a man-made narrative or gaius and by the way this is how screwed things up. Gaia is really Lucifer. Lucy, Lou that sees. And it was just a name that was attached. That See, you can take a name down because people connect a character to the name. A character is just a fictitious, you know, creation from the director and the, um, the actor. It's to, you know, so people can, you know, put a title to the character that's playing out, you know, the actor leaves the stage and becomes himself again. And this is where, you know, the playwright and each of us needs to be, um, from my view, needs to be imagined uniquely you. So <laughs> I hope I don't sound like I'm preaching or anything else, but I go to m many festivals and, you know, there's hundreds and hundreds of people who have the mask of myth with losethename.com stamped inside of it, whether they realize it or not. And it was always like a delightful celebration with people. And 
for some reason, Gaia created something that people were drawn to. As I said to most of the people, um, I'm the maitre d'. <laughs> the masks were co-created by me and another part of me. So I can show you around right now because I'm not a mask maker right now. So what I am is a maitre d' and I would like to be of greatest service to you. The first thing I need to tell you is that names are masks. Okay? And you're good to go. Thanks. If you need any help, have it's like the dysfunctional cafe. There's no reservations here. Have a hell of a good time or have a hell of a time. Your choice. Nice. You write your own narrative in this, this life. Creation loves uniqueness. It does not it does not hear standardization. Because if there's a thousand of you marching lockstep, there's just one little tiny voice coming from there for creation and it doesn't and then it's confused. It's not it's not good communication. You can't be heard. It's not that creation doesn't try. But what she does is wouldn't you if somebody was like, Hey, do you want to go and play? And the other person's saying, Do you want to go and die? Who are you gonna use? It's pretty well black and white for me. And yet I'm still a dick. And you know, that's the contrast that I need to see how I can pick the little spots off. You know, like it's it's there's gotta be some humor in it because the day that I came home and laughed on the bed for like just couldn't stop myself even though I was feeling like crap. I started to cry after. <laughs> oh god, I hurt myself laughing. But then I, I I saw the things that I, I needed that got me through that I was so thankful for because what was discovered was another truth about, you know, my relationship with creation. And that's the greatest gift you can receive because other things just start piling in on you in a very unique and um, creative way. So it's just sort of this journey that we write for ourselves with creation and then we share it with others. It's, it's not just that, that's everything. But the world that's coming, for those who are, are ready, is a world of a strong heart. It knows when it hates, and it knows it will never stop loving. And that's, that's probably as simple as I can get it. You can go, I could write a story about each one, by the way. But I'm going to keep it at that for people to write their own story. So what I'm inviting people to do yeah, I, I have a page, is to, you know, face up to it. Face up to your uniqueness. Stop being ashamed of it. And if you, if you do something wrong, you just have to correct it. It's that simple. And in the correction, which is sometimes humiliating and embarrassing, but what happens after that, is that you're, you're clean about yourself. You, you stop hiding things like you would. People don't like it, you know, as, you know, somebody comes out and says, how do you like my beautiful dress? Well, I don't know. It's, you know, it's, look at, you're a beautiful woman. Why are you wearing such an ugly dress? Would that not be more truthful? 
and oh, that's so lovely and everything else. But she goes out and, you know, that that whole thing is, is if you have fake your lie over and over and over again. So I guess I'm going to be a guy that says to the girl, you're beautiful, but that's not a very pretty dress for you. You know, and yeah, yeah, they're going to be a little sad and everything else. But that's, you know, like saying to somebody, you're wearing the wrong mask right now. I can see your face. It's okay. I, I hope, I wish you would do the same thing to me because being male sometimes, you know, like coordinating your clothes is sometimes a big challenge, you know. So, you know, and you give us help. You know, the feminine part assists us in that. I go along each day right now, and people are trying to fix this world. It's, folks, we can do a lot better. We can do much better. That's There's no doubt there. But there is too much destroyed. And this is where the imagination has to be kicked in, is that this is not the world that can be repaired. The world that you create is the world that lives within you because that's the world where you would do nothing to harm another human being. You just wouldn't. For number one, you'd be having so much fun, you wouldn't have time for any of that nonsense. It's just nonsense. And yeah, I'm still like working along with everybody else, but it seems like I'm drawing back. I'm drawing back. Maybe I'll next time I go out and make some cash, I can sit with my imagination for three weeks, maybe longer. And then what will happen is other people will appear who are doing the same thing. From that, we can create a new dawn, just a step at a time. We're doing it. We're dawning on it right now. I feel it. And that's where we journey together, yet we're still alone, and alone is all one. You know, we know we can cross paths because the longing will bring us there. You know, and that's what brings us back together is when two people long for one another, it isn't very long and they're back together. And so this whole thing is what keeps us apart is envy, superior, righteous thinking, you know, that creates any inequality. I don't know how else to explain it. I talk to the people surrounding me in my local area, friends and everything else, and they just drift away, drift away. And then they come back and they go, oh, I'm actually thinking I'm not eating meat anymore, Steve. I thought you were a real fucking jerk by telling me that, you know, would I eat my dog? Would I eat my cat? And you did it right in front of the kids. Yeah, well, that's, you know, you start questioning me about being you know, a non-meat eater, and I'm going to tell you, you know, how I see it. The kids got it. Kids weren't upset about it. The thing is, is that where do we, where's the right time for truth? It's, I've got to move it more and more in the now. And if people can't handle that, I guess they don't have much of an imagination or whatever problem they have it's for them to figure it out. But I'm just going along this journey. And all I am is I'm, I'm actually trying to become a troubadour. 
and, uh, and when I stop in any place to become a real good maitre d', the maid of the dream, that's, that would be fun, don't you think? Does anybody have any dreams to share? I mean, the dream's not a fantasy, but the dreams of the true connection connected with the creator. Like, can we go there? Can we, that's where we would be joined. That would be our common post. Mm-hmm. You know, so we would, we would tell our truth of the dream. Mm-hmm. And that's, I guess, where it stands. You know, I, um, but I, I can't do this alone. So anybody who'd like to join on in the imagination and, you know, write their narrative and tell their stories from that degree and, you know, the worldly view, as strange as it is, we can, we can start to communicate and help each other along in creating a communication that can't be hacked, that can't be interfered on, that can't be misinterpreted. It, I guess it would be the language of the heart, and then we would no longer have to verbalize it. That's the world that I'm dreaming. And that's the world that's of images. And like, I would love to say all of you, you know, in this moment, could we all come to the cafe? But you'd probably <laughs> get arrested on the way because you didn't have a passport, blah, 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 blah. But in that world, that's, you would be here in an instant if you had the longing way to do it you know which is the short way so, i don't think we're far from that steve i really no. don't think we're far from that at all we're getting there oh and, yeah and it it feels so close i mean between the heart song land and what eagle and bird are doing and what diva's trying to do we're all positioning ourselves to get into that dimension of creativity where we are able to go through borders with no questions, with no nothing, because we know who we are. Are we doing that physically yet? Some may be, uh, but our hearts are right here at the table right now. And I think we all walk into the cafe with you, even mm-hmm. if it was only for a millisecond. Mm-hmm. Well, it's up to your imagination, right? Well, exactly. So I could just, I can't speak for anybody else, but I certainly must. Yeah. I, uh, I'm, I'm just looking for a way of, as we go through these transitions, the, to me, the main thing is communication. And with that, moving that communication more into an imaginative understanding but to do that, we can't we can't be easily offended or anything else. We can just be um, creatively. Um, well, I guess the, the, what I would compare it to is the actions, the character of the maitre d. Is that uh, a good maitre d would do something like this? Is that in full service? But if somebody's um, really has a lot of reservations. Um, they would actually, the maitre d' would shift into the bouncer in the way of a high imagination where, sir, you're, you're, you're disrupting the, the other guests here. We want you to have fun. Well, I, uh, I like those chicks over there. <laughs> mm-hmm. Oh, sir, you'll have to leave. Oh, you're going to make me leave? 
Well, the maitre d' has an incredible imagination. The last thing that that, you know, very reserved guest would see is him like a mile away and the maitre d' waving at him a mile away in the, the door of the cafe. See ya, mate. It's the mind. You know, and when the imagination cannot comprehend the mind, it, it drifts away. The imagination does not have to deal with uh, uh, a mind that's disconnected from the heart. It just, it just distances itself, and the mind proceeds, the aggressive mind proceeds as being a distance away as well. You know, you want to know about longing? <laughs> you know, you'll experience alone, which we all have, and we had to start to get along with ourselves. And in doing that, it made us more, more sensitive, but more direct in our communication. And that creates isolation a lot of times. So we endure that because we always love. It's just, it's, um, I actually said it to a friend of mine who was in a very depressed way. This is 10 years ago. And I told him never to stop loving. Like I, I like just pleaded with him. And um, I saw him a year later and he came up to me and he said, you know what? He said, I literally had a gun to my head and I was going to pull the trigger. And those words came back to me, never stop loving. And I put the gun away, obviously I'm here. And I realized that I was trying to stop loving. I said, yeah, like that's suicide. Now you know. And that's what people try to do. And that's, or they've stopped loving. So the thing that keeps us from falling into that type of trap is constantly communicating with, with, with one another. There's so much that you can teach me. And there's things that I, I know. I don't know everything, but what I do know, I've done my best to know. And then now, so that's the type of sharing. I know we're moving into that. And the reason I believe we're moving into it is, you know, the communication becomes in more and more clarity as we move our way through all this. So anybody have anything to add to that? Well, I could just jump in and say, I see your vision. I think many of us here have a very similar vision and that is to be living and communing with uh, the earth mother and that's something that I know that uh, many of us are looking to do and you know there was um, I spent a lot of time in the summer with that vision and I'm working still towards it but at one time I sat down and did a little small little writing from my heart and it goes like this what do we know what can we know what do we need to know right here right now we ask so many times why this is the most tricky one to find the answer to i sit here and i ask what can i do to bring out the best in human all humans you see i see so much talent 
beauty, kindness, willingness, and altogether humaneness in ordinary or so-called ordinary people every day. I was talking about that earlier. So what is the problem? In many areas, there is occurring pain, suffering, lack, and limitation. Why? When all we have to do is love our neighbours, be there to help each other, share, give, receive, give, love, live. It could be simple if we allowed it to be. If we would return to our roots where we are and live as tribes, always looking out for one another. How simple is that? How much more simple can it be? What can I do? I, in this moment of now, know that I must find my tribe, the Heart Song tribe. Unite now. And that was something I wrote back in the early September. And as time went on through September and October, I found my tribe. And <clears throat> it's all about pulling together and being there for each other, helping each other and living uh, in community or, or living, a communing, at least communing with the Earth Mother. And if we can live in community as brothers and sisters and, and, and it, with all that, that love, always remembering to love and love everything and everyone, that's what we're here for. I mean, you know, we do ask the question, why are we here? That's the biggest question. But I think when we get back to living with nature, we start to just enjoy, enjoy this earthly experience in this earthly body and knowing that there's way more than this, but this is an experience and it's, it's, it's a really interesting one if we allow it to be. So what you were uh, sharing earlier and another comment I just want to make because it's fascinating for those that have never got to this point but the thing about the traveling and you know this whole thing of having to have you know these licenses and registrations and this and that and forever and ever it wouldn't have even occurred to me to even start to set out of the house with that license let alone not having the car registered and all of that but now when you wake up to all of it and how it's all just like a load of um fiction and 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 stuff that people have made up and decided that you have to do but then when you realize you don't have to do it unless you agree to it and then you start to travel in alternative ways or like you know without all that stuff i was just thinking the other day it's like wow i never would have ever done that because it was supposedly wrong but now I realize that's not bad or wrong. It's just something we've been conditioned to believe we have to do. And just to travel across this beautiful earth mother that has given us the opportunity to be here in existence on this uh, earthly body of hers. And without her, we wouldn't be here. But she's given us the opportunity to be here. Now it's something we have to pay to just travel across her. So, you know, when all those things start to come into one's awareness, the picture becomes so different. And it's just fascinating to, to have watched and observed my, my journey through it and the changes in my perception of what actually is and what's real and what's not. You know what I mean? It's just fascinating to work through those programs because that's really what they are. So that's my little two cents on that um, 
I hear, you know, your, your sharing and it's, I've really, really enjoyed listening. So thank you. Well, thank you for listening. Um, there's something really sort of hilarious that I'd like to share about refabrication. And uh, this gets into a little bit of the science, of it, but it's more in the imagination. And uh, if people would understand that arts and sciences were never to be separate, they're always to be interwoven. It's, it's the masculine and feminine concepts of expression, you know, because science is about truth, you know, having a theory and then seeking and experimenting on other things is not the right way to go about it. You, if you're going to do an experiment and test a belief system or a theory, you need to be the experiencer. And this is where people cheat themselves. They take another person's word who's done an experiment, not an experience, as the fact. And that's where we get misled. What happened to me, what I became fascinated about, okay, Lucifer, I'm a mass maker. It'd be about a year and a half ago, I created with Gaia because it was a hilarious night because I laughed the whole time that I was making the mask of Lucifer. And I do have pictures of Lou. Anyway, and I, I titled it Lou and You. And it was, I couldn't stop laughing. It has like this lightning strike mustache and it's just, you know, crazy V on its forehead and horns. And as time moved through and I went to festivals, I think the number is now about, oh, multiple women buying Lucifer to wear for themselves and one man. One guy. Now, what's going on here? This is, and, and the women who bought it had like major funny characters. Like they, they played with it. They put glasses on it. They, they stayed around or came back and got it. And I was going, okay, what's the fascination? Well, the thing is, is that in this world upside down, inside out and reversed, is that Lucifer isn't at all who you think Lucifer is. Lu Lucifer was actually put into the Bible, the name. And in the mythology, it tells you a whole different story. It tells about how creator, the creator of this planet, you know, created with her masculine self this formula that she would enter into the experience. Never been done before in the mythology. This is from the Gnostics. And they, they gained this story through their imagination by connecting with in Tantra, with the planet. And so she narrated the stories. And they never, for thousands of years, they never ever told the story because they knew not to put it in writing. But when the human race was going the wrong direction, they were called upon to communicate with the human race. And at that time, writings were form of communication and that's where you get the story of the library of alexandra and hypatia this information could not be made public and there's sort of a sense in that because it's it's information of the imagination which you know transmutes in an energy field between humans invisibly and when you connect to that narrative, you connect to many. You connect to the compassions and everything that 
And if you don't have the emotional stamina you for the compassion that is presented to you, to be walking in the streets in Syria, are you ready for that? Are you really ready for that? Well, your imagination can take you there. And then you can have compassion for that. And when you return here and you look at the world here, and everybody else is going, oh, my world, my yard, my this, my that. And you go, my, 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 my. We are so disconnected on a communication level of a narrative that connects us all together. And we all have one thing in common. We live on one planet all together. And so, and that's the creator. So, can we home in? Can we try that? Because it's very much needed. And then whatever she responds to is she will create a new fabrication with those who are ready for that level of compassion. So it's not like it's a walk in the park. It's a walk into a reality where you will never allow the things that harm ever back into your imagination. But you had to have this experience to be able to walk with the imagination of do no harm. And, you know, wait till you see how the animals behave. <laughs> it's like, oh, it's, it's um, you, you'll fall apart at first. You'll just fall apart. And, and just like your heart will just melt. You know, they'll be so happy to see that you're back. <laughs> that you're, you're back in that, that state of, you know, where you can communicate with them. So, you know, I only get little glitches of this and everything else. And it's enough to just like, totally melt me <laughs> and that's um that's sort of the fun of it all and uh other than that i i don't know what else to say has anybody got anything to add to that but that's she she fabricates what we see in the world how the trees grow she's organic nice yeah, well, it would be great if uh, somebody else would like to jump in and share their thoughts on this whole kind of topic that we're, we're, we've got going today. It's really great of Steve to, to share all of this. I really appreciate that. And uh, again, you know, without this um, Earth Mother, none of us would be here. And I think it's very important that we, we get to interact with her as much as possible as without her we're not we're not alive in these physical bodies so it's, it's so fantastic to um recognize that absolutely thank you steve and is there anybody else now that either wants to add as Della said to steve's experience or to your own we're almost on the well yeah, kind of while i used to go so anybody else have a story to tell or more to say yeah it'd be great to hear from a few others of our our family there's a lot of wisdom out there between everyone there is mm -hmm. so we'll just hum a tune huh sister <laughs> <laughs> yeah that was a beautiful piece you you wrote could you read it again Did oh you? yeah i know it was it was quite uh, oh there we go yeah. okay. have we got there Bird, I think. Hey, Eagle and Bird and Tommy. Yay. Awesome. Hi. Hey. 
and we are three sleepy beings. Yet, uh, for for one, uh, what do we call our friend who just shared? What what does Steve. he like to be? Steve. He seems to get Was it Steve? Yes. Okay. Thank yes. you. Yes. So what Steve shared to me was just a breath of fresh air mm-hmm. as what I needed to hear. Mm-hmm. Thank you, Steve. Thank you, brother. That's great. So many, so much information, so many lies. And we're, we, sometimes we choose to deal with things in their way, the way we feel they need, yet love wins always. And that simple thing right there, that simple thing goes, it just goes forever. That's great. That's great. Thank you, brother. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. And then I just want to say thank you and love you. <laughs> Bird, Tommy, you got something to share? There's Bird. Hey, Bird. Yeah, yeah. Hey there. Hi. Great things, great things, everybody. Woo. And, uh, yeah, yeah, the, you know, it's uh, a, a little hint of the, the lax there uh, with uh, uh, Mother Mother Earth. You know, it's not out there. We don't look to the clouds. God's not in a, on the, a cloud up there looking mm-hmm. down on us. Mother is right here with us. So, yeah, and that resonates with me huge. I, I listened to a lot of the John Lash stuff. I don't even know how many times because I just couldn't believe that, that uh, you know, I knew this, but yet I didn't know that I knew it. <laughs> you know, uh, she's here with us, you know, and then uh, like even like the movie Avatar, was, mm. it, it rings with me too, where, you know, we don't realize it, but every step we take, just like in that movie, when they would walk, the ground lit up underneath them. And it, I feel it happens here, even though we don't really see it, you know, or maybe some of us do. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because it's the connection, you know, uh, was told a long time ago that every time we take a step, our feet actually grow roots into the ground. And I thought that was pretty cool as well. You know, we are connected uh, with mother and, and each other. Uh, really awesome. Awesome. Uh, again, just like uh, Eagle said there. Wow. Mm-hmm. Uh, great sharing great sharing yeah love it you know the spiritual thing i i get away with i get away from it from time to time and then go back to it and that that's been a, a great uh, uh sharing here to do that again you know just i used to do the organized meditations and things like that and and got away from that but just kind of breathe as i'm rolling down the road looking through the windshield or or just uh, chopping up veggies for the dehydrator or, or whatever, and they have gotten away from that too, and just the, the connection with everything around us. And here's a cool one. Uh, went over to this little essence of tranquility, mm. and we've been doing a little bit of sharing over there, doing some stucco and all that, and I was over there waiting for a uh, delivery of, of the material to keep going, and a swarm of bees came. I had the windows down in the truck and there must have been over 10 in the cab of the truck with the windows down. And I'm like, Oh God, here we go. And it, it was funny because the fear hit me and then I immediately stopped it 
Yeah. And it was just like, okay, you guys are just here to visit. I was thinking, you know, oh, heaven forbid, it's the African bees. I'm going to get <laughs> freaking smoke here. And I said, I, I just, I talked with them. It was pretty funny. Nice. It was, all right, you guys, what are you guys doing? You know, you're in, there's nothing, there's no flowers in the cab. <laughs> right. the there's nothing here. I don't have a bouquet of flowers. You're kind of out of luck. But we're at this beautiful little jungle here. There's got to be flowers somewhere for you guys. What are you doing? And I've never seen, I mean, this has never happened before. It was pretty cool. Uh, but just to be on the safe side, I put my hooded sweatshirt, I put the hood up, and I put my gloves on. That way, the only place I could get stung, of course, fortunately, would be my face. But then I would see them coming, hopefully. But they, <laughs> they it was really incredible. They just kind of hung around. They were buzzing around. And they were landing on the 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 seat covers and walking around and they were walking on the steering wheel and they were walking on the dashboard and and then they'd buzz around me for a little bit and I'd go, you guys aren't listening. <laughs> you guys are, pay attention. No flowers. You're, yeah, I mean, are you finding any flowers in here? No, you're not. So move along. And, uh, and they did. It was pretty funny. They hung around for about 10, 15 minutes. So it was pretty interesting because I was just like, what is going on? So there's the story of bird and the bee. That's a good one. Yeah, you see, talking to them, you know, um, can uh, have an effect if you do it in the right way. So yeah, that was really cool. Libby, you talked to some ants once that came into your house. I think. Oh well, I, I had actually the other day I was feeding. Uh, honey and butter to a wasp who had decided that he really liked my honey and butter on toast. <laughs> it was cool. I, I figured, okay, that's what you really want. Or you could drown in my coffee and I don't want you to drown, so have this. And I, I <laughs> and he was happy, so I figured, good. As long as we know we're happy, that's good. Mm. Yeah, yeah, the more you communicate to every creature, and the trees, I'm so in love with trees. Yes. I had an avatar experience that bird triggered, reminded me of, I don't know how I couldn't have told everybody, but it's just a little batch of woods between the end of my road and a fairly busy highway in the southern Um, But in there, there's a magical place. And I felt just like the avatar. There was a huge tumble of, of what they call quarry rocks. And uh, I was led up just an easy way path to this beautiful place to sit and look over this area that had water in it. And I did the prayer for um, Standing Rock there and just fell so in love with what most people would not even consider a piece of paradise. But to me, it was just... So that was, yeah, Avatar Moments, we... We have so many opportunities for them if we just relax and breathe and make peace with the bees or wherever we are. It's a good story, bird. <laughs> yeah. Shame uh, Sarah's not on here because here, he would be able to tell us plenty of bee stories. Oh, yeah. <laughs> He's the bee man. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, lots of great stories going on. Um, Is there anybody on here that wants to add to the conversation? Oh, are you going to add some more? Okay. 
Well, there used to be a time we could play music, but now we don't quite have that. But I'm sure. Well, not quite so easily. I mean, we can, but you know, not. It might take a few moments to uh, put the. There we go. There we go. There. What, what was the question? There was a question for Bird? No, it was a question to the audience, to our callers, to see if anybody oh. had anything else to say. And your mic happened to be opened, I guess. And so we thought maybe you guys had Oh. <laughs> we're being cordial and, uh, you know, sharing and muting when we're done sharing. So, yeah, we are sleepy here. No Physical is, uh, it was just that you're, you're, you appeared on our screen when you are not muted. Somehow you appear on our screen. Oh, okay. So, okay. I can see yeah. you. <laughs> <Yay. Sounds off. laughs> yes. Uh, Good to know you guys are here with us. So, yeah, part of the vision, isn't it? It sure is. So, anybody that's on on our board who wants to uh, share a story, please feel free yes. to jump in now. Yeah, just about half an hour left to the show. Yeah, it's great to have everyone here, enjoying your company. Um, it's been really fun uh, to have, you know different stories and different people from all over the planet and I think we're feeling you know the same thing I mean Libby you just said to to read out that thing again and if there's nobody else to say anything I think this is maybe something that all of us are feeling it's you know because you know we always are wondering you know what is the purpose why are we here and you know there's some suggestions that well we're here to learn lots of lessons and this and that and you know we sort of like well what is it about what's it about? i mean if we're all you know we're so much more than we are in this physical why are we coming here into physical to learn lessons i suppose it's more you know it's slower and more difficult to do all the things with the physical body than it is to do without um you know the, the the extra weight and density so perhaps that's it i don't know but really at the end of the day it seems that so many of us do have this yearning um steve was saying a longing i'm feeling it is a, a yearning to be living with the nature with the trees with the animals like the anastasia stories everyone i know has heard of the ringing cedars and we all resonate with it and then then we mentioned uh, avatar and basically it's showing that we can live in harmony with each other as these beings whatever we are whether we're humans or so, that's just a label or those uh the navi on the avatar uh, or whether you're somebody like anastasia i mean and it's really those stories show us what life could be in the physical and those stories are absolutely fantastically wonderful and those are the visions so many of us have in the imagination yes exactly and if you can imagine it it's possible that's the thing you know, and that's something we were told for so long. Well, it's just your imagination, well, it's not real, is it? <laughs> and, and we would just believe that forever and ever, didn't we? All of us. I mean, I, I'd say pretty much most of us did. Until you sort of like, but wait, I can imagine it. I'm, I mean, 
I, I realize now that when I see just in my, my mind's eye, my heart, that something is going to be occurring, I, it, it occurs in time. It might take a bit longer, some things than others, but, uh, I suppose all you know the things that occur sooner are the things that I need to experience sooner, and then the other ones come along, you know, as time goes along. And so-called time again, it's that whole thing, isn't it? <laughs> what's real and what's not? Is time does time exist? And on and on, you know. But basically, you know, what I'm feeling is that we, as these living beings, have so much to offer. We have so many abilities we have so many uh creative ways that's what when who we are the imagination is absolutely glorious it's, i mean if we did if we didn't have it we'd just be plodding along doing the same thing all day every day you know i always want to do something different i always want to go somewhere different i, I, I get bored with the same old same old over and over and over so i'm like well i'll, I'll go and do something different that'd be really fun i'll go a different route today i, I don't go around around the same route when i go on my bike i, I want to find someone new every time <laughs> you know my imagination is like it is it, it it just imagines new things to see and then when we can create things ourselves, that's even more fun because being creative is what we are. I mean, that's just who and what we are, as far as I'm concerned. That's what we're here for. And then this whole thing about we're, we're, we're there to help each other, share, give, receive, give, love, live. It could be simple if we allowed it to be. If we would return to our roots where we are and live as tribes, always looking out for one another. How simple is that? How much more simple can it be? What can I do? I, in this moment of now, know that I must find my tribe. You know, and that's when you suddenly realise that, that, yeah, that's what, that's how the natives lived in tribes. Same as the, as, as the Celts, like um, Steve mentioned. You know, I think quite a few of us uh, were listening to that Brehon Law from uh, the Irish guy. Um, all stuff like that they, they, those were tribes those were tribal laws they were natural laws you know all that stuff was about us being native to this planet to live in harmony in what I call inflowment with all around us it's just simple when you see it that way and it's beautiful to think that you know what we can do that we can if we imagine it and create it enough in our, in our hearts and our mind's eyes and our visions and our dreams and whatever other way you want to. I can see it. It's, 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 it's creating now. So, yeah, let's bring it on. Running from year to year, honey, yep. Yeah, you know, and you see the streams and you see the trees and the rocks mm-hmm. and the animals and all the leaves and the different plants and all that stuff that's that's you know that's what's lacking you know it's great that the cities do have like central park for example and hyde park in london and you know this there are parks it's quite extraordinary when you go into one of those massive cities and then you see this beautiful park in the middle you think wow it's amazing how they can you know maintain the the, the, the nature within all that concrete jungle but basically when you do live in a concrete jungle there's so much lacking so much like i don't know how people do it. i do not know i can last a day in one of those places and then i'm i'm done 
I'm like, get me out of here. You know, it's like, it's shocking. You know, it's one thing to be like, you know, I lived, um, I, I've stayed here in, in this uh, uh, small town, uh, you know, a few months earlier this year and then again now and into next year. Um, that's one thing. But when you go and I'm really talking about, you know, New York City or that type of place, that for me is like frightening. It's, 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 it's interesting, it's exciting and adventurous for a while, but then when I've had a few hours of it, that's it. I'm, I'm, I want to get out and get back to nature. But um, I can't imagine living in that constantly, at least where, you know, where I am at. I'm you know, interacting with animals and we've got big fields and trees and stuff like that around us. But living constantly in those big, big cities, that's frightening. <laughs> For me, it is, and I think that's what a lot of uh, uh, are missing. They've uh, lost that real heart interaction with nature. When we can go walk in the woods and observe all the trees, and you know, I know the names we've got for them are the names we've got them. They're not their names. You know, that's a cedar tree, and that's an oak tree, and that's a this tree, and that's a that tree. You know, it it's, it helps us because we get to learn what they're like and what their characteristics are and stuff like that. But that's not who they are, and that was something I came to to recognition on my own without uh, you know realizing any of that with the the names of the the legal names and stuff. But um, with the labels we put on things, especially living things, that's not who they are. That's not a oak tree. That's a tree. We happen to have called it an oak tree because it happens to have these particular type of leaves and these particular type of seeds and shapes and whatever. Um, but that's not what it is. So when you can just interact with those pure natural beings as beings, that's even more beautiful. And you just happen to observe that this one does this, this one does that, this one, you know, has its leaves on longer, that one drops its leaves off a lot earlier, this one has red leaves, this one has you know green leaves this one has whatever uh multicolored leaves or whatever this one has broad leaves this one has narrow leaves we just put labels on that helps us to sort of like I, same as all our, our language really isn't it it's just um and then mm-hmm. there's an incredible video that's been going around oh yes oh, there are no forests on this planet which i highly recommend people watch it has a little bit of a condescending approach to mankind but once you let yourself get through that, it is such an amazing, bigger understanding of the value of trees and the quote-unquote rocks we stand on that are supposedly actually the broken branches of the once enormous trees that lived on this planet. Mm-hmm. It's so mind-altering to watch that video because it really helps you gain a deeper understanding of Avatar and the ringing cedars of Russia. So it's a highly recommended um, YouTube. There are no forests on this planet. I still um, have, I'm a little bit um, not understanding why they called that, that, use that title. Because what exists now is no longer, no older than 200 years for like Nazareth. So, and the size of the trees was... Right, but the trees we have now are still substantial and are worthy of... Oh, absolutely. Oh, Oh, yeah. 
absolutely there's i mean we will still get that joy that we do get from what's there so that's where it can be it's a little bit belittling of what we do yeah, have because what we do have is absolutely awesome incredible yeah, amazing important to remember but if you think about what was here and when we think we're building on rocks we're actually building on the ancient ancient roots of possibly a- possibly <laughs> i mean there's no absolute it's no absolute i would recommend people do watch it at least twice to really get through because all the programs that we have that say this is not possible blah 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 and i just do highly recommend it it doesn't mean that it's true it's just it will change your perception it certainly changed mine and i have always been a great lover of trees always i yeah and again you, you have to remember that we can't belittle what the trees that we do have. There are some. Oh, and there's no belittling meant at all. They are the remnants. They are the remnants of these once magnificent trees. And they are still magnificent. But it's kind of like what we once were capable of, we are going to return to. I believe we were once capable of teleporting and, and not needing the food that we think we need and all kinds of things. Mm-hmm. And so it is the mother earth is transforming with us as we use our imagination so if this is someone's just someone's imagination it really helps spark mine to see an even bigger picture of the beauty of this planet that's all i'm suggesting it doesn't take away from the trees that are here mm-hmm. now i hold on even an alder bush you know like mm-hmm. that's such a bad rap but you know they're all good for something Mm. Yeah, the, the trees that are here I mean I visited a tree in, in New Orleans mm. and it was uh, estimated to have been uh, planted in 1740 I think Wow! so that's you know 260, 75 years 76-ish years and it was incredible because it had its massive trunk and its massive branches that went up and out and then the branches of the lower ones had come down and they had rooted again mm. in the ground and that was absolutely magnificent i mean that was just a incredibly beautiful tree of of you know pushing 300 years old and there are others uh there are even more ancient trees notably yeah the red um the, the redwoods uh, uh california and that sort of thing and actually uh, reikium and i and the family went to try and visit the older trees in the forest up um near the smoky mountains but unfortunately that was at the time when the forest fires were going and we weren't able to access that area, but we wanted to go and visit there because uh, seemingly there are some very old trees there in that area. And I'll go back there at some point to, to, to actually meet those trees because we do have some incredibly, actually quite interestingly, you know, a lot of trees here um, are not, they're not, they don't appear to be just from my rec- uh, recollection uh, they don't seem to be so many of like that. That one I talked about in New Orleans is, you know, well over 200 years, if not closer to 300 years old. The size um, and shape of it, you know, the thickness of the trunk and everything often denotes the, the age. And I remember in England there being many, many old oak, oak trees and, you know, various different types of trees, very big 
uh, in in the country estates, the uh, the estates of the elite. <laughs> but there are a lot, a lot of very old old trees there too. So um, yeah, there's still you know okay, not thousands of years maybe, but there's there's probably a lot of trees on earth that are still hundreds of years old and are very big and very magnificent. Um, maybe not of the uh, oh, they are, and they show beautiful pictures of. Mm. Yeah. yeah, absolutely incredible. Yeah, I really enjoyed looking at this one that had rerooted with the branches, so it was getting more and more nourishment from the ground by being rooted in by more not just the trunk but also by the branches. It was absolutely fascinating to to look at it. So, yeah, yeah. So certainly, lots of uh, magnificent. Uh, living beings and the rocks you know there's a lot to do with the uh, mineral kingdom so many different formations and as we walked through the woods of north carolina we met so many different colors of of rock little pieces big pieces massive pieces we saw some incredible formations and and uh colors and, and and textures and yeah there's there's a lot of interesting stuff around when you you get to spend time in nature and i think north carolina's you know got quite a lot of ancient history about it that there's a lot of old unfortunately there's been a lot of logging gone on there because there were so many trees and there still are a woeful lot of trees there. i mean it's basically is a forest and um, they've just cleared certain amounts of it so people can, you know, live on and, and do and make fields and grass and stuff. But basically, it's nature is is forest, and those trees. Sadly, there's a lot of uh, you know logging, so a lot of them are young trees and they're only starting. But there are some older ones around as well. So, yeah, there's just so many things to observe as we as we. Um, journey on through and making those observations is is very helpful i think on our journey hey i'm back yeah hey um when you talk about the rocks of course they're crystals and crystals are used in computers correct apparently yeah the silicone they're natural Mm. okay the, the the mythologies and the stories and some of the things that I make up, what happens is as you're journeying through the forest and if somebody's passed that way before, the rock that they left a message on will signal you. And if you're in the right frequency, a freak that can see, by the mm-hmm. way, um, what happens is that you, uh, this is a higher level of communication. And the rock transfers uh, the imaginative images that the previous journeyer left. And this information would give you a better choice of which path to take. So this is the type of communication that is available to us. And this is what I'm talking about is like one of the masks I made was called Sovereign Tree. And when I was hiking in the forest back here, uh, my imagination, well, of course, when you're in the forest, you know, there's <laughs> you and the imagination better be traveling together or else you'll get spooked. And um, 
what happens is that I felt a character, like a gesture in the forest, um, invisible, but I felt this energy. And when I looked at a tree, a face popped right through it. It was his face. And that gave me uh, the inspiration for the mask called Solvent Tree. You know, it's the, the art and the science of the organic nature are all one when you start to see it that way. So I could explain that in, well, holographic sense in a, a science type terms, but the story is best presented, you know, with some flair and some characters and, you know, bring it to life is what the imagination does. So, you know, the mechanical part of us sets the scene, the archetype, the stage setter. And so we get to do that in our world. In Guy's world, that's where we learn it from. She basically talks to us through nature to show us the tools that she's gifted to us, that we can, you know, become proper stewards of hers on the outside of the planet. That's what we are, is, you know, we're, you know, Gaia's representatives when we come into our, our true atonement. And the first communication that we have to, you know, correct ourselves into because we've been, you know, not incorrect, but we are, we're in correction. As we move through this story of, you know, Gaia's dream, because that's what we're in. And it's a beautiful dream. That's where all this beauty comes from. And she's, you know, seeing who is here who will, you know, create beauty as well along the narrative of the director of the creation. <laughs> like, she's the creator. Like, if you don't listen to the creator of the, uh, um, create, that created you, like, where are you going to go? You're going to get lost. And that's what the communication that um, I'm starting to sense on a really, really strong basis. And, you know, when people ask me, okay, you're a vegetarian, why don't you eat meat? And I mentioned some things before. But I, I didn't tell you about the progression that I went through. And in that progression was the fact that when I ate meat, I started to feel this empathy for the animals. And then it became stronger and stronger. And it got to the point that was intolerable because I could feel the trauma that these beings were faced with. And, you know, like these, these creatures, you know, have compassion and love and longing for one another. And this, this sort of is what struck me to the point that, you know, like I, you know, I had to quit. I, I, I was picking up the trauma that was created from life being, you know, taken. You know, it's, it's like, it's not people all vegetarian, like, how will I survive? Will I get enough protein? Well, what the fuck do the cows eat? You know, can somebody, you know, they eat grass. Can't you? There's plenty out there. But the whole thing is, is that this is where the arrogance starts that we can actually think in any form, in any way, that they're for our taking. You know, we don't even have the proper digestive systems. That's why we have so much illness. And plus, we're consuming trauma. 
I was making masks one couple of years ago with my cat Gypsy on the back porch. And everybody who has a cat in the area that I am, a cougar takes them, wolves take them, a bear, whatever, the birds. Like it's a pretty dangerous place for cats. And no cat had lasted here longer than six months of any of the neighbors who were in the distance. And Gypsy's been here for like eight. And I said, Gypsy, how do you survive? And she looked at me and there was this image that came across and she, she goes, uh, well, it's sort of like this, you know, you're going to feel really stupid after this. And, uh, you know, it wasn't type of arrogance, but it was her type of humor, her sarcasm. Gypsy's very sarcastic. And, you know, sort of these images of her going to go jump on a mouse. And what she knew is that because she was a predator, she would be preyed upon. And she said, basically in her dream and her, her, her story is that I, I got this picture is that, you know, as she finished the story, it was sort of this look at me and it was going, you guys prey upon everything and you don't think that you'll be preyed upon. That's what will destroy you. Now that's a cat relaying a communication to you in her personality. I was familiar with her, her, you know, her concepts, no problem. But the thing is, is that this was one of the times that she, in in an in-depth way, I thought, you know, it felt like it, that she was like, okay, now I can impress some things on you and you'll hear me. And that communication has remained, of course. And, uh, you know, it's, it's, this is what people are missing out with their pets and the things that surround them. They don't have to have animated stories told by somebody else to know that they can connect, you know, they can connect with the greater level with the beings that are around them. And that's the interesting part of it that, you know, that's just a simple unfolding. There's some things that are coming, coming in that I'm feeling in a sense that, you know, um, they must be coming in because I'm ready for them, but I, I, probably wouldn't have been ready for them a year ago. So anybody else feeling that way? <laughs> I don't I don't mean to hog the show. <laughs> well, else. No, you've been you've been fantastic. I, been, I think everybody's enjoyed listening to you so much. We're kind of heading towards the end of our usual time anyway, but uh I think you're not hogging the show at all. We've really enjoyed I'm really glad you joined us. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. Yeah, I, I, I come in and I'm sort of like one of those obnoxious party guests. No, hey. no. it was I, brilliant. Yeah, I, I really, I really enjoyed uh, everything you shared. I, I, I particularly had a little giggle when you said um, the the name is the mask. It is a mask, and that's yeah. basically the truth of it. You know, it's a really short, sweet statement, and it, it is what it is. It's a, it's a mask, and it's like the person. It, you know, it's that's the, they've always. Um, put that uh, definition to it an ancient it originally came from a, a mask and uh that's all any of that is like i was talking about with the trees we put these labels on them it's the same thing they're just labels and uh it's, it's just as interesting that you made that um you know correlation that uh, the name is a mask and that's basically the long and the short of it it's very simple when you get to see it that way uh, just quickly when i i was at you know, when I do festivals, people would look and I'd go, 
um, I name all the masks, you know, and they all have <laughs> stories. And people go, oh, that's really neat. And I go, well, you know why only masks have names? Well, no. And I, I love this part because, you know, you turn into the actor and uh, you look at them and they go, they're dead. <laughs> in their face and they go oh they're dead and I said yes but you're the life giver remember you're the eyes you're the soul and then a big smile comes about. so what you've done is you springboard their emotion to the point that they come into their imagination because that's the only safe place to go after that you know like it's it's if you're going to wake people up you got to have a safety place for them to land or else they'll try and kill you <laughs> <laughs> with a look or something else oh went too far for you so sorry <laughs> uh, you know I'll slow down a bit you know it's uh, I, I actually slowed the reason that I came on tonight is I've slowed myself down enough like um, my god I don't know how people put it up with me sometimes <laughs> so yeah I come in and I just sort of like Oh, you know, move over. I'm taking over the bar. <laughs> it's been great. It's been great. Don't mind, you know, sort of like the traveler who just pops in every once in a while. Entertain us. Yeah, well, I do. I, that's what I love to do is, is <laughs> you know, people said, you're such a showman. And I said, yeah, I got some things to show off. But after I do that, I'm gone. You know, I leave so that maybe if I did it the right way, you will long for me and I'll be able to come back. There you go. Well, we might ask you uh, back again. <laughs> might that way. I'm going to give it a whirl. <laughs> no, it's been great. Yeah. Yeah. Really enjoyed. Thanks so much. Thank you so much for, I like to call it dancing anyway. And uh, There you go. Yeah. Uh, but, you know, well, if I stepped on somebody's toes, I'm sorry and I'll correct it. <laughs> but uh, <laughs> the thing is, is that you know, the navigator is the heart. Yeah. It truly is. Absolutely. 100%. And that's the heart of Gaia that connects. That's the spark. Yeah. And from there, your imagination can unfold in the correct directions. Mm. You know, they touch upon one another. They interwove and they dance. They don't intertwine to, you know, trying to control anything. The, the weave is too infinite. It's, it's too, oh, I can't explain this. You wouldn't believe these worlds I pop into. And I know you're there. <laughs> so I guess um, I guess I put my hat and scarf on and um, bow. <laughs> and we thank you and all our listeners and everybody that did talk. Thank you very much for joining us and love each other and use our imaginations. Much love. Much love to you. You too. Thanks everyone for being with us as always. And let's go out with this.